Over the last few weeks, the coronavirus pandemic has forced real estate agents like you to change how you do business, and it's not going away. It seems like every couple days, more states issue stay-home orders for residents and limit how businesses can operate. You've had to adapt to find new ways of working with buyers and sellers. One of the fastest changes we've seen is a shift to using video for many of the things you used to do in person. Virtual open houses, virtual showings, virtual appointments, all done via video now. And some agents quickly noted, hey, this is how agents who work in second home markets have been doing things for a long time. So let's learn from them. Well, it turns out video isn't the only thing agents in traditional markets can pick up from agents in second home markets. This is the walkthrough. Hey everyone, I'm Matt McGee, editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center. On this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents, and we believe that by helping agents like you be even better at serving your clients, the entire industry improves. If you'd like to reach me with feedback, ideas, or questions about the walkthrough, just send an email anytime to walkthrough at homelight.com. You've probably heard another agent say this within the last few weeks. Everybody needs a home. Maybe you've said it yourself. It's why a lot of buyers and sellers and agents are still moving ahead and doing business as best you can, despite living or working under quarantine in many cases. Officials in many states and counties are realizing that some people might end up homeless if real estate transactions can't close. Everybody needs a home. It's true, but not everybody needs a second home. And that's a particular challenge for agents who work in resort or second home markets. On today's show, I'm speaking with an agent in a super desirable second home market. His name is Tom Tezak. 20 years ago, he moved his real estate career from Joliet, Illinois to Maui. By the way, my favorite place on earth, and maybe yours too. Anyway, Tom is the broker owner at Wailea Realty and also leads the Lifestyle Maui real estate team. He is creating a community specifically for agents that work in second home markets. Now, a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to listen in as dozens of second home agents hopped on a Zoom call to talk about and help each other with the unique challenges they're facing right now. So that prompted me to ask Tom to talk to us here on The Walkthrough. As you listen to this episode, pay attention for Tom to talk about things like why the pandemic is likely to hurt second home markets harder than traditional markets, how agents in all markets are missing out on what he calls the hidden referral, and the apps that Tom and his team use to connect virtually with clients around the world. I'm pretty sure there's at least one you may not know much about. Tom also invited us to share his direct contact information with listeners, so I'll do that after the conversation, along with takeaways and a few shout-outs to agents who've been in touch with the show via email this week. So are you ready? Let's do this. Here is my conversation with agent Tom Tezak.
the way I've beginning each of our recent podcasts in the last couple of weeks is just with a check-in. Let me ask first, how are you doing and feeling? How's your team doing and feeling? Is everybody healthy and safe? We're all healthy and safe. It's a little bit chaotic. Our our island, so I live on an island and they literally have, you know, not literally, but essentially have shut the borders down and told tourists, don't come here. And our lifeblood, for the most part, is tourist business. And so it has been really flat. We're evolving into, you know, new ways to do business, but we're all healthy. You know, our, our team's holding together. We have team meetings every day uh, just to try to all stay on the same page. So we're doing good. Thank you for asking. I, I saw a stat, and, and, and it may have even come from you, Tom. We, as you said, it, that's a huge tourist destination. And typically, like tens of thousands of people would be arriving every day in Hawaii, every day on Maui specifically. And now it's less than 100, right? Yeah, we went from 30,000 people a day, I think it was, to um, 8 and 12. And I think our population, our tourist income into the, incoming into the state is picking up. It was up 108, I think, yesterday to the whole state. So yeah, it definitely is different. I mean, there are, there are rental cars parked as far as the eye can see around the Maui airport. Because there's, they're usually out on the road and they're just all sitting idle. So it's yeah. a pretty ominous sight to see that. Tell me then, what is the status of buyer-seller activity for you? My agent that works with me, Jordan, he has been active. I think we've, he put three things together, um, uh, two listings and two a sale over the last couple of weeks. So he's been working the market. And what we project, projected from our perspective is for our market, the first markets that are going to develop and and continue are the local residential markets for buyers and sellers that need to buy and sell is in a traditional market. The resort markets have pretty much that rental investment property, that second home, they have pretty much gone flat. Um, we're not seeing a whole lot of activity in that. And that was a market that was just going crazy, you know, two months ago. Let's dive in a little bit uh, more on that. You did a video, I want to say it was maybe a month or so ago, about mid-March or so, you did a video on Facebook and you said this was just as the pandemic was really starting, I would say, to hit everyone's consciousness. And I think that's when we were all realizing this is going to be a real thing we have to deal with. And you said in this video that you thought it would impact the second home market, second home agents more than agents in traditional markets. What made you say that? Well, I think that, you know, as everybody hunkers down, you know, that's what we're being told to do. That's what we're doing. That's um, whether you believe that's the right thing to do or not, that's what's happening. And we're, we're being required to do that. So all of our second home buyers, not all, most of our second home buyers are somewhere else. And they're really focused on their family, on their jobs, on all the things that are immediately around them. And second homes and our second home buyers and sellers are distant. And so it's hard, you know, they're really focused on what's right in front of them. And so, and as this unravels and we start to come back to some degree of normalcy, they're going to be working on that space immediately around them instead of thinking about that distance space. Um, you know, part of what we've done as a, as a team, we've sent out memo or notices on Facebook. We've sent out postcards saying, hey, we're here. We're here to help you. We are not trying to sell. I think right now to try to sell overtly or blatantly is not a good move. I think there are buyers that are going to be starting to show up that are uh, seeking opportunity. I think, you know, 
it's one of the things I, I, I said, I just posted in my meeting is crisis and opportunity are both are both are based on one's perspective of the same situation. So, you know, we need to be aware, but we need to be respectful. And that's where our goal is at right now. And I think those people that are somewhere else are really focused on, on their home and their families and what's going on immediately around them. So that's why I think that that the resort markets, the second home markets are sort of ancillary unless they're currently experiencing, unless they bought a property that they've been renting out through Airbnb or VRBO and now it's empty and now it's creating some financial stress for them. And that's when we're, what I believe we'll start to see coming up in the next 30 to 60 days because nobody really knows how long this is going to last. And, and that's a concern I have. Uh, in all of this for our resort clients. Yeah, the the uncertainty. Are you hearing from those clients, uh, the folks that have homes that are sitting empty right now? Are you hearing from them? And, and what are they saying? Um, not a lot. You know, um, I've heard, I've, I'm talking to some of my agents. We're starting, and this is one of the parts of our office meeting that I said, guys, be aware. You know, when you're talking to your clients, be aware if they need help, be aware if they're saying, hey, I'm struggling, be aware if they're saying, hey, I want to buy more. And But I've heard three or four agents right now, two agents that said, hey, I've got buyers that have said they're ready to step in the market, they're flush with cash. And then I had two agents who have said, I've got sellers that are starting to get nervous. But nobody, but our agents aren't, on those sellers that are starting to get nervous, we're not seeing Agents pounce on them to say, let's list, let's list it. I think it's a much more delicate space that we need to be respectful. But I do believe being in this market for 20 years and in the business for 30 years, that we will see some degree of desperation come out of this and some degree of opportunistic actions. Tell me more about how you're communicating with uh, with people in those situations. I think you kind of just hinted at that a little bit, but are you just making yourself available to your clients that have their second home on the island? Just saying, you know, how can we help you? Are you like going out to check in on their homes, make sure everything is functioning? So a couple of things. One is first, first process is picking up the phone and calling them right now. Uh, those, so again, my market is high end, typically CEOs, CFOs, busy people, people that have a lot going on. You know, it's interesting. They're not so busy right now. So when you pick up the phone, call them, the first thing they think you say is, wow, thanks so much for thinking of me. And then the conversations, instead of being what would typically be a three to five minute uh, conversation with an A personality becomes a 10, 15 minute conversation because they're tired of talking to everybody that's in their house. And they're just happy to talk to somebody else. And you get these amazing relationship building opportunities that are happening right now. And I so, so I really believe that, and, and, and you've got to go into it with no agenda, just to say, hey, I'm here. And then part of that is, is can I help? Do you want me to check on your house? And that's my question to him. Say, hey, I'm here. I know you're not. Uh, and can I, do you want me to go and pre- check on your house? And a lot of times they say, oh, I've got a manager. I've got somebody else. And so well, I'm happy to be a second set of eyes. Just know you can call me. So that's the first thing we're doing. The second thing we're doing is, is we've sent out, um, I went out on Facebook, we've sent out a, uh, an email uh, to our database and said, hey, we're here for you. If we can help, let us know. And then we put out a print piece of postcard that just black and white, literally black and white, said, can we help? We know you've got a substantial investment. This I sent to my entire farm 
Um, and it says, we know you, you've got a substantial investment on Maui. If you're concerned and you have nobody to take care of or check on it, please feel free to call us. We have a list of our existing clients that were already checking on the properties. Happy to add you to this list. No strings attached, no fee, just want to be here to help. So those are the three different ways we're trying to approach it. And truly all from a, a sincere heart where we want to be able to be that resource. We've had an amazing business for the last 20 years I have in my team, and we just want to be a resource for everybody. Is it different for you, Tom, it, because you are you know, a five-hour flight away from the mainland, whereas other agents in second home markets, you know, their clients may be just, you know, a couple-hour drive away. Do you find that you're in a different situation because of the distance and because you're out in the middle of the Pacific? I think it definitely is. It changes the perspective for agents in uh, island markets like we're in. You know, we're not the only one. You sort of get to the Florida Keys, and it's sort of the same thing. Although you can drive there right now, they are not letting anybody in. Right. So, but yes, it definitely is different than someplace like Vail, where you know, maybe somebody lives in Denver and they've got their second home in Vail or Crested Butte or so. So it's a, it is definitely a different perspective. Um, but you know, people are still supposed to be staying home. I, I know that I've got a friend in Crested Butte, and she's just said man, all of these people are coming to their second homes because they want to get out of their big metro markets. And we're telling them, stay where you're at. So right. you know, we, we all experience different, unique challenges in this scenario. So what are you hearing from the other agents that are in these different parts of the country? What questions are they having? What are the common struggles that they're facing right now? You know, it's interesting. I'm going to be doing a, a podcast. I'm going to be interviewing a, a pre-prolific coach next week. And I reached out to the community and said, Hey, what, what do you guys want to know? What do you want me to ask? And you know, the, it's been, how do we reach out to our feeder markets ahead of the curve gracefully? How do we, how do we let the feeder markets? So we're in business and Hey, there's opportunities, uh, was one of the, the number one questions we had. Um, we also, you know, trying to figure out how to connect with them. So, you know, we knew, have a traditional real estate market, you go into Facebook, you do your five or 10 or 15 mile radius, whatever it is, you blast it out. But when our clients come from, you know, all over different metro markets, it's a little more difficult. So they're trying to say, how do I tap into those folks to find them? How do I market to them? How do I advertise to them? Um, one of the things that I look at is how do I, I'm now more concerned or more interested in connecting with the agents that are in the feeder markets. Because if I can if I can connect with an agent that has a database of a thousand, uh, and I connect with five agents, there's five thousand people that essentially I've just connected with. Whereas if I just run a Facebook ad to connect with buyers, I'm shotgunning so much. Where I now educate agents: Hey, have you asked your have you asked your database? Are they thinking about buying or selling their second home? My my reach is exponentially grown. But it's, that education is really difficult, I found. Agents don't, they, they very infrequently ask their, their clients if they're thinking about buying or selling second homes. What happens is their clients come home and tell their agent, oh, guess what? I just bought a second home. <laughs> and the agent is, is sitting inside of themselves saying, oh, shoot, I, I didn't get a referral on that. <laughs> right, and right. I, 
And, and that was something, so that's what I'm, my whole point to our agents in the second home market is, are you educating the agents in your fear market to ask the question? And I call it the hidden referral in, in those traditional markets database because it's huge. You know, can I give you some stats? They're older sure. stats, yeah. but they're really powerful. So two years ago, the, the NAR used to do a study about second home buyers, resort buyers, and investment buyers. There's over a million transactions a year that are done in resort, second home, or investment properties. Now, that's huge. So I started looking at my personal business, and three years ago, before I started trying to do this education and connection, I did about $35 million in sales. Uh, $27 million of it was in resort and second home properties. And of that, I had uh, two referrals. That's it. Wow. So that means that, and it was about $25 million worth of sales, were to buyers and sellers that essentially had realtors in their primary market that their realtor didn't ask them if they needed help. It's, you know, it's mind-boggling how many opportunities agents miss by not asking the question. Right. So, you know, so then I, now this year I had, as I realized, wow, what an opportunity. I've started to really work my network. And I think this year I had 18 inbound referrals, which I love because those are the best business. You, you get referred with authority. You get referred with, with trust already built in. So, you know, I didn't close 18, so don't get me wrong. But still, the fact that I had that many um, is, is enormous. So I think it's for those agents working second home markets, you need to, I think it's important to educate your feeder market agents. And then for those feeder markets or for an agent who works in any market, that's a traditional market that has net worth of about over 80 or not net worth, household income of over 85 to $90,000. About 6% of that market will be buying a resort or second home or an investment property in the next two years. So if you have a thousand people, that's a lot of people that are making those investments. I saw a lot of comments over the last, I don't know, three, four weeks as this again started to become more of a more of an issue where agents in traditional markets were saying, okay, we need to do more video. We're going to do virtual tours, virtual open houses. And there was this, this sort of underlying theme where people were saying, hey, this is how agents in second home markets have always been doing things because they had remote clients. So I'm curious to know now that I'm speaking with a second home market agent, do you feel that you were better prepared for this than say traditional market agents? Without a doubt. I mean, that's one of the, one of, thank you for asking that question. Cause that's one of the things I've been, again, back to my office meetings, like guys, we have been doing this for a long time. We have been doing face or FaceTime showings. We have been doing uh, uh, zoom, zoom showings. We have been doing, you know, what's app showings. For years, I mean, I sold my first remote property. I mean, my first property, I think it was 17 years ago with pictures, free video with photos of the property and sent it to the people and they bought it. And ironically, that was the first buyer I ever did. I still have never met that buyer. It's sort of weird. But anyway, so we've been doing this for years. We always preferred as secondary market resort market agents to have the people live and in person. We felt better. Everybody felt more comfortable. But we've been doing it, and it was like, as I said, our second choice. It's now become our first choice. 
And what I think is so amazing about this is, is I see the really the beaut, the big silver lining for secondary market agents. Our buyers, some buyers were capable of doing it. Personally, just so you know, uh, I bought a property sight unseen as well in a resort market years ago. So, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I walked the talk and do it myself. But anyway, I said the silver lining in it is that now we have our high-end buyers, our second home resort buyers that are typically high-level management, CEOs, CFOs. And what have they all been doing for the last three weeks? They've all been doing all of their business on Zoom, FaceTime, all different digital mediums because they're stuck at home. So the question that I or that I pose to my, my team is, guys, they're getting comfortable with this because they have to now. So what does that tell me in six months or 12 months when they want to buy real estate in a remote, remote market? It's going to be way easier for them to be a remote buyer than it ever has been before. Yes, it's going to be hard for the next six months. I get that. But if you're not, if you're not on Zoom right now, if you're not on FaceTime, if you're not on uh, WhatsApp, if you're not on Marco Polo, all of these mediums will allow you to do this. And I think that there's going to be a huge opportunity for the second home buyer, resort buyers that are really embracing the technology. And I think you should be comfortable with all of, the, all of them because you want to be on the platform that your buyer or seller is using. If they're using Zoom, you should use Zoom. If they're using WhatsApp, use WhatsApp. If they're using FaceTime, use FaceTime. You know, uh, Skype is another one. That one sort of lost some traction to Zoom. And then there's another one I mentioned that probably a lot of people don't know about, and that's Marco Polo. And, and that's a unique app in the sake that it's more like a walkie-talkie. Remember when we were kids uh-huh. and we had walkie-talkies? And, you know, you'd push the button and talk, and I couldn't talk until you took the lift of the button. Are you familiar with Marco Polo? I, I, I know the name. I have never used it. So it's just like a walkie-talkie, but it's video. So you, you hit your Marco Polo, and you hit the record, and you record a message and, and shoot video, and then you let the button off, and then it gets sent to the other to the person receiving it or the group receiving it. And then they can do the same thing back. It's like, hey, Tom, can you show me a picture of the kitchen cabinet? Sure. And then they let go. And the reason why that one works is if you've ever been in a place where you were trying to Zoom or FaceTime and the bandwidth sucks right. and you, it just nothing's working, Marco Polo is another alternative. It uses way less bandwidth because it's unidirectional. So, you know, those are the kind of things we know here that I think that are, are opportunities. And so that might be a, an app that you need to teach your client about, but it's a simple download. And once they get it, it's it's really easy to use. You know, and the other thing too we're using is BombBomb. I think that's, you know, uh, asynchronous video versus synchronous video. And there's a whole other bunch of ways to use that, but that's, I think people are familiar with that. So it sounds like from a technology perspective, being a second home market agent, you and your folks are really comfortable with what a lot of traditional market agents are just getting comfortable with now. But let me ask you then, what are you finding is a struggle these days with your business? Um, Well, again, I think it's back to in-person is still better. And I think the other thing is that second homes are a luxury and and they require, you know, disposable income. And today, I think a lot of people are just focused on 
what do I need, not what do I want? And so that's really the struggle, the mentality of getting the buyer's heads in the, geez, I want to buy a second home. I think we're going to start seeing that in when we start coming out of the tunnel. Uh, and people are going to say, you know what? Screw this saving all my money. I, I want to live because I could be dead next week. And I think there's going to be a release of some of that anxiety from people that are going to go out and start buying stuff. But I think there's also going to be on the other side of the coin. I think there's going to be the degree of people that own second homes that maybe couldn't have afforded them. We're relying on rental income and they're going to be coming out of that tunnel saying, oh man, I'm so jammed up. I need to unload it. Uh, the question that we'll find out is what side of that pile is going to be bigger and if, is the is it going to be then a buyer's market or a seller's market? I think too, another thing that's important to look at is we have different, in in many secondary home markets, we have the, the high-end markets where the buyers are most likely financially stable and they're just going to ride it out like nothing happened. And so that market's going to be less affected. That lower end entry level second home market, I think we're going to see more uh, turmoil in that market. It could go, I mean, it could go, as you're saying, uh, a couple different ways. How optimistic are you about what's going to be, what the second home market's going to be like six months or a year from now? Uh, six months, I think it's going to be challenging. A year, I think it's going to be amazing. We mentioned a couple times during the conversation that you are developing this network of agents in second home and resort markets across the country. How best can listeners find this network? How can they connect with you? Wow. So there's a couple different ways. Uh, so I'm, I do a podcast um, twice a week and uh, interview on Fridays. I interview just either top agents or industry rock stars. Uh, and on Tuesdays, I do a little tip or an inspirational short uh, short podcast. So it's twice a week, but it's called Selling the Dream. And it's on all the podcast platforms. We also do it via video. So where you can find it on YouTube. So you can just search Selling the Dream and Tom Tezak. And you should it should populate in whatever uh, whatever place you like to watch or listen. Uh, that's the one thing we're doing. One of the things I'm doing. I've also got a group on Facebook um, that for all resort second home for all agents for that matter to join. Uh, you have to answer a few questions, and I make sure that they're realtors. Uh, we don't want you know people selling stuff in this group. We don't want people you know. Uh, trying to sell, you know, get VAs. This is really just a group for agents to connect. And that's Resort and Second Home Agents uh, is the group on Facebook. Uh, and you just search on Facebook for Resort and Second Home Agents, and you'll find that. It's got a picture of a, like a really electric picture of a boat and a sky so that you'll know that you're in the right place. And then lastly, I've also created a, uh, a website uh, it's called secondhomeagents.com, and you can either put 2ND or spell the word second out, and we'll take you there. And we're just building that right now. And that's a place where you can go sign up, become a member, put a, you know post your region and your district and talk about it. Uh, and that's where the podcasts will also live as well. And again, I'm just trying to create the space for agents um, to all come together in a secondary market. Let me ask you to close this way. One of your recent, one of those short podcast messages that you did, I really liked, and this was within the last couple of weeks. You talked about, are you the lighthouse or are you the wave? Why don't you, why don't you close us with that message there? I get inspiration from everywhere. And, and, and it was, I was at my local, um, our church and the, the, our minister was talking about 
being uh, a lighthouse. And I started thinking about a lot about that. And I thought, you know, are you the lighthouse or are you the wave? Are you are you the beacon? Are you the the person that stands tall and leads the way to protect the the boats that are out at sea? And those boats are our clients. Those boats are our, our teammates. Or are you the wave that just recklessly blows in around the white lighthouse and throws stuff, rocks and coral and shells and fish all over the place? And, and, you know, I see that. I made that connection between realtors uh, that I know. And some of them come just barreling in without a clue what they're doing and just, just scatter things everywhere. And some of them are sort of that beacon that you look up to. And, and I want to be that beacon for my agents. I want to be that beacon for my clients. And so my goal is to be the lighthouse, not the wave. I love that so much. Be the lighthouse not the wave. I mean, that's, that's a great message anytime, but especially in times like we're in right now. Tom invited us to give out his direct contact information. I will do that, I promise, before we wrap things up. Right now, let's do our takeaways segment. Here's what stood out to me from today's conversation. Number one, Tom said, amazing relationship building opportunities are happening right now. So he's calling his sphere just to say hello, and he said what would have been a three-minute call before is now a 10- to 15-minute call. People are looking for connections, so why don't you be the one that they're connecting with? Number two, for second home agents specifically, he said go after the hidden referral rather than blast ads to residents in your feeder markets, connect with agents in those markets and educate them about your market. Ask if they've asked their database about plans to buy a second home. And then when the answer is yes, you may have a new referral coming your way. Number three, that advice also applies to traditional market agents too. Tom is saying you're missing out on referral opportunities by not asking your clients if they're thinking about buying a second home. Number four, Tom did say that he and other second home agents were probably a little more prepared for all of this virtual real estate that's spreading across the country. He mentioned apps like Zoom, FaceTime, uh, WhatsApp, especially for international clients, and then one called Marco Polo. If that last one is new to you, he described it like using a walkie-talkie, but with video. Again, it's called Marco Polo, and it works on both iOS and and Android. So check it out. And then last takeaway, uh, we finished by talking about mindset. Tom encouraged all of us to be the lighthouse, not the wave. Be strong and steady, not the person who's contributing to the chaos. Now, Tom also talked about the Facebook group and website that he has created for second home agents. Uh, I'll put links to those in this episode's show notes which you can find on Apple Podcasts, our website, and other podcast players. Tom also invited any listener to contact him directly. His email address is tom at tomtzak.com. Pretty simple. Tom is spelled T-O-M, no H. And his last name, five letters, T-E-Z-A-K. Again, it's tom at tomtzak.com. If you want to get in touch with me, My email address is walkthroughathomelight.com. Questions, suggestions, feedback are always welcome. 
I promised some shout outs because you guys are sending some of the nicest emails with great feedback about the walkthrough. So thanks to Abby Walters in Strasburg, Virginia, Nicholas McGuire in Atlanta, Georgia, Amanda Crawl in Lebanon, PA, and Lori Kervink in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, who um, Lori especially enjoyed the takeaways from last week's episode with Barb Betts. So thank you all for listening. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Tom Tezak in Hawaii for joining us. And thank you for listening. Please stay safe and healthy, everyone. Stay in and sell some homes. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.